Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue from where we left off last week in our discussion of election. The meaning of the doctrine of election is the sovereign act of God in grace whereby certain people are chosen from among mankind for himself. There are four basic errors you can make on the issue of election. Exploring these will be well worth our time. Please follow along with Pastor Jim as he discusses these errors in today's slice of the message entitled, He Chose Us in Him, Part 2. Romans 3, 10 through 12, the sort of the, the summary of the first section of the book of Romans. It uh, contains quotes from Psalm 14 and Isaiah 53, Romans 3, 10 through 12. As it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks for God. All have turned aside together. They have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. So how does anybody get saved? By the grace of God, by His power, by His choice, and for His glory. If you are standing in Christ today, remember that theme of Ephesians 27 times, in Christ? If you're in Christ today, fall before God in humble thanksgiving that He gave you what you don't deserve, what you can't earn, what you can't merit. He did it by redeeming you and calling you to Himself. So devote your life to spreading the great news of the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ and beg people to be reconciled to God. And if you're not in Christ today by faith... Hey, this is the day to turn to Him. (laughs) Right now, come, receive the free gift. Talk to one of us if you need to do that. All right, that sound you hear, that sort of rumbling, the avalanche is about to begin. We're going to get through all seven of these points. But first, election error number three, overemphasizing man's will. Now, this is usually lumped under the banner of theology called... Arminianism. Sound like a word you've heard? Sound like a name you've heard? Okay, somebody that was rejecting some of the major doctrines of the Protestant Reformation. Arminianism gives the credit for the choice of salvation to man and not to God. Uh, there's a, they, they love to pick the, the King Jamesy terms, uh, King Jamesy translation from Revelation 22 whosoever wills may come. If you want to come, you can come. I'll quote that verse to you later. Um, but whosoever will gets so loud that it drowns out other things that Jesus said, like John six forty four. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Well, why can't they come? Do you remember Romans three? There's none righteous, not even, not even one. There's not one who would seek for God on his own. Now, hand in hand with this teaching that says it's man that does the choosing, is the corollary of it that says. You can lose your salvation. Don't forget, all the work of salvation belongs to God. It's not yours. All the glory is His. It's not yours. 
So he's the one who guarantees it. It is by his will, so you are secure unless God changes his mind. It's by his power and his power alone. So you are secure unless God has a power failure. Your eternal inheritance is is guaranteed by his promise. So you're secure unless God's a liar. You see, this is all to the praise of his glory. You might even say it this way, which we will in a few weeks. Ephesians 2.8, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Election error number one is ignore it. Number two, overemphasize man's sovereignty. Number three, overemphasize man's will. And when I say overemphasize, like I say, snuff out the other one with that one. Number four, try to average out these two teachings. Try to reconcile the sovereignty of God and the responsibility of man by making them meet in the middle. What happens is you destroy them both. Now, I'll show you how most people go about this error. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Remember I told you, both Peter and Paul started their letters almost identically. He says this, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to those who reside as aliens. Aliens, people who are living in a land that isn't their homeland. People who have been transferred to the, from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of His dear Son. They're living in the, in the world. Scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. By the way, what's Asia? That's the region of Asia Minor. That's Turkey. That's where Ephesus is. He wrote the same thing to the same people. I'll be darned. Okay, to all those people who are chosen... Exact same word, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father. Now, I'm going to bet if you've been a Christian more than a week and a half, well, a year and a half, if you've ever heard anybody talk about this, you've probably heard somebody say, based on 1 Peter 1, ah, I understand, chosen according to foreknowledge. So, that means God pulled back the curtain and peeked ahead into time, and he saw who would believe in him, or he looked ahead in time and saw who was going to be worthy, and therefore he chose them. Okay? Chosen according to foreknowledge. Now, that preaches. You can do some whiz-bang altar calls after you do that to First Peter. Okay? Bring a lot of Kleenex if you want to go down that road. You can use that to manipulate people. And people can go home from church and say, oh, well now, now I finally understand it. It's just the problem is that isn't what the words mean and that isn't what the Scriptures teach. Other than that, it's a good doctrine. It's a complete misunderstanding of foreknowledge. Foreknowledge has two parts. For, beforehand, the Greek prefix pro, P-R-O, and knowledge. The word for know in that form of the word means to know by experience, to know by involvement, if you will. There's another word that means to know in the sense of intellectual knowledge, just to to, to be aware of, of facts. But when this word for experiential knowledge is used of two persons, it means they experience each other. They have a relationship with each other. It's not just knowing about someone It's knowing that person in a relationship. 
For example, Cain knew his wife and she bore him a son. That did not mean that he said, here's my business card, let's stay in touch. It wasn't just exchanging information. There's a relationship. Foreknowledge is that same word know with the prefix before that means to determine a relationship with beforehand. If this is something that God is doing, it means He predetermines the relationship. Foreknowledge is a synonym for election. An election of God, a choice of God, that is based on the choice of man, isn't what the Bible says. And man's choice, based upon God's choice, isn't a legitimate choice. And both of those things are taught. God is sovereign. He chooses. You're responsible. You respond. The Bible teaches both election and human responsibility to choose. Believe them both and let God work out the reconciliation. They're both there. Look at these two side by side. John 3.18. He who believes in Him, the Him is Jesus, of course. He who believes in Him is not judged because... I'm sorry. He who believes in Him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because... He has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He's not judged because God didn't choose him. He's chosen because he didn't believe. Or you might even say it this way, Ephesians 2.8, For by grace you have been saved through, through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Remember we saw the same issue, the same collision of sovereignty and human responsibility when we talked about prayer in the Sermon on the Mount? Just keep praying and trust God. They're both there. Charles Spurgeon was once asked if he could reconcile these two truths to each other. He didn't commit error number four and try to meet halfway. His response, as Spurgeon is so good at putting it, he said, can I reconcile them? I wouldn't try. I never reconcile friends. Okay? These doctrines are friends because they're both from God. All right. There's the meaning of election. That rumbling is all the snow coming down the hill. We're going to finish all seven of these wonderful points. Now, what are the objects of election? Well, Ephesians 1.4, just as He chose, what? Us. He chose us in Him. Us means the saints, believers, Christians, saved people. This is always stated of believers without stating that God similarly elected unbelievers to damnation and chose us in Him. The choice involved in election is always that people are in Christ. That's the point. There's another very clear statement of this doctrine that passage I like to use to, to summarize it because it says it so specifically. Second Thessalonians 2.13, But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, Because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. You see what's there? Who? God. Did what? Has chosen. Whom? You. When? From the beginning. For what? For salvation. You can't take the doctrine of election and break it down any more straightforwardly than that. See, that's a whole point just knocked one off. Let the avalanche continue. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.